Now, who in the world is that voice? Welcome into Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. It's Friday. We have made it to the end of the week here in this first week of June. And that voice there is a fellow who is very excited that June has arrived because it means summer vacation. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. I'm John Rawl, and today my co-host is the one and only Knowlton Rawl, who has just wrapped up fifth grade and we kind of have a tradition i let him come on here and help me co-host the y'all show each year when he wraps up a successful year and the big question everybody wants to know nolton did you pass talking to the microphone you should know by doing this all these years you passed did you make all a's well we don't do that stuff you don't do that stuff. You know, when I was in school, you made A's and B's and C's and D's. You're telling me that doesn't matter anymore? No, it's different. How's it different? Don't ask me. <laughs> don't ask you. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to have to look into this. And I think, unfortunately, for all of us old fogies, what he's talking about, the what is it? Do you know the system, what it's called now? Standard-based grading. Ooh, SBG. This seems to be a pretty standard-based way of doing things across education. I don't know why they've done this. I guess they think that the way people like me, dinosaurs, we just weren't educated enough. And so they've got the standard-based grading. Maybe we'll find out. I got a, a little text the other day from your mother that has all these numbers, and I don't know what that means. I guess it's the equivalent of A, B, C, D, and F. I had a lot of Fs in my time. You believe that? No. You don't believe that? Okay. Well, we're going to talk about grades and more. We're going to talk about the grades of some college sports teams here on today's Y'all Show. We've got the regionals of college baseball. And, Knowlton, you've kind of been keeping up with college baseball all season long. Are you excited about the postseason getting underway today? Yes, sir. Oh, he called me sir. Yeah, we've got that going on. And we've got college softball. There was a big upset. Did you hear about what happened in Oklahoma City on Thursday? Nope. Oh, you are not keeping up with the softball bracket? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, the number one seed, and they play this at Oklahoma City is where the women's softball is, the mm-hmm. World Series. They lost to the Dukes. You know who the Dukes are, right? JMU. JMU, James Madison. And they made it to the women's college softball World Series, and they upset Oklahoma. And so we've got an update of OKC softball here on this end of the week edition of the y'all show plus we've got the nba talk about upsets have you seen the news today because i know you went to bed early well you didn't go to bed that early because you had a baseball game that we attended on thursday night and you had a late easy win yeah it was an easy what was it eight nothing something like that yes sir. you struck out and had a uh, a walk but your team man y'all had a great pitching effort and your team the houston astros how are the trash cans doing this year Pretty good. <laughs> yes, the uh, trash cans of his team, which is made up of 11 and 12 years old, I think some of those kids were pretty big, and you're a pretty big kid, got a big win, so I, I got to see that in person. But we we were able to get him into bed before midnight, and he had to be up and, o- up and going early, which is not standard procedure for a kid on a summer vacation now, but we were able to do that. And so if he's a little sluggish, get going here today, please understand he is not used to the radio spotlight as he's got to go through it right now on the Y'all Show. We've got sports to talk about. We have also in this Y'all Show, as we were driving on Thursday night, and and this is a warning to everybody now that we've hit summertime, you got to be careful when you're out driving in the south highways and byways when that sun goes down. You know why? 
man, the critters come out at nighttime in the summertime. And we saw all kinds of things on the highway. Armadillo? And, 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 and speaking of armadillo, I'm, a, I'm an official armadillo killer now. As I sent an armadillo off to the heavens as he was in the road and I ran right over him. And animal I, abuse. Yeah, animal abuse. It was animal abuse. So I apologize to the armadillos of the world. You're one less armadillo today. It's either the armadillo takes it or you and I swerve and lose control, and we might be hanging out in heaven today if that were to happen. So unfortunately for the armadillo, it did not make it. But you and I, when that happened, I mentioned something. I started singing Blinded by the Light, which is an old song, and you said, well, that song was played in the Super Bowl. And I thought, the one that Tom Brady just won, right? That's the one you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought there's no way a song from the 70s, a rock song, would be played in 2021 Super Bowl. It's so I had to go. Like. Well, that, that, I understand. What I was talking about was how animals are blinded by lights at nighttime in the summertime, and therefore a lot of them end up being kilt. And so I was talking about that with you, and, and you mentioned this song played in the Super Bowl halftime show. And and I thought, hmm, they're playing like 70s rock and roll music. No, they weren't. So I have found out that song. We're going to play the song actually played in the Super Bowl halftime show today. It's, got, it's by a Canadian of all people, The Weeknd. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, thanks. Yeah, well, he, he had a big presence in this year's Super Bowl. And we're going to play that song because it's a kind of upbeat fun song for the summer and frankly i'm wanting to play something that young 11 year olds like yourself are used to or you've heard and we want to do that to get our second hour going here it's part of what we call the friday free for y'all on the y'all show so we have that coming up plus hey i don't know what y'all got planned this weekend nolton and i we might just end up at a lake or a pond somewhere and to help us get ready for that if we were to go that route craig faulkner is going to be coming by with his fishing forecast are you much of a fisherman Mm-mm. No, you're not? Okay, well, if you listen to Craig's forecast here today, I think you're going to be rushing down and signing up for a fishing license because he will get you in the mood for fishing, and you're going to be wanting to go catch a big one. You ever caught a big fish? Sit up in the chair. When you're Sorta. When you're here on the show, you got to be on your A game. Well, Craig Faulkner brings his A game when he stops by an hour or two with his fishing forecast. We also have... The latest with new movies. That's something you and I, we're going to be hanging out for a, a week or so. We need to go see a movie. Remember back in the old days when you and I would go see a movie in an actual movie theater? Mm-hmm. That was fun, wasn't it? Do you know the last movie we might have seen? No. Did we go see Midway? Didn't we mm-hmm. see that? Mm-hmm. You and I have seen a lot of the recent World War II movies. Have Why, come. Ni- 1917. Oh, was that was the last one we saw. 1917. That was a... Really good movie you and I went to see. Not exactly the typical movie uh, at that time, probably nine-year-old goes to see, but we've seen it all. We saw Dunkirk a couple of years ago. And trying to trying to raise the boy right here. But, yeah, movies are a good option now for people to go see, and we're going to have the latest releases for this weekend as part of our Dixie Cinema feature in Hour 2. Hour 3 today, we're going to have an update on what's going on with the NBA as a uh, big upset there. That's where oh, okay. that's where I was getting at a few minutes ago when I started talking about roadkill. As you were sleeping and all that on Thursday night, the L.A. Lakers are going to have plenty of time to catch their beauty rest. They're done. They are goodbye as they lose to the Phoenix Suns in Game Six. 
So, we'll talk a little NBA. We'll Wait, talk. You just said Clippers. Did I say Clippers? Yeah. All right. Well, they might be losing too, but the Lakers and Mr. James have plenty of time to catch up on their beauty rest. Their season is over with. I think the Clippers have the chance to be eliminated this evening. We'll let you all know what's going on with the NBA, a look at the Major League Baseball schedule for the weekend, all that in our third hour. And then, hey, because we've got a youngster here with us today, we thought it would be fun to go through an article from HealthyHappyImpactful.com. It is the summer bucket list for kids. And so we'll walk through what this website has. If you've got a youngster, bring them to the speaker here today and let them listen to us as we go through from this website, the summer bucket list for kids. Here on this show, we don't really put kids front and center that often, but we got our special co-host, Mr. Knowlton, here today. Why not let kids have a big old spotlight? So Knowlton's going to help us as he's slurping through his Sprite. He's going to help us get through this y'all show today with kids. Are you are you in favor of kids? Do you like kids? I guess. You guess. <laughs> Sometimes. It's Some, not too young. Oh, not too. What's what's too young for you? As as an eleven year old, what's too young? What 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 makes you mad when you see a kid? Well, maybe a four year old. Four. Oh, those four year olds. I bet you can't stand three year olds. Because they scream like ca- uh, cows. <laughs> scream like cows. Man, those. I remember when you were four years old. It was just like yesterday. And yeah, you scream like I, w- I wouldn't say like a cow. You kind of screamed uh, like a little girl. Is what you scream like? So I would be happy to have a kid screaming like a cow compared to what you used to sound like. It is y'all. We appreciate y'all tuning in and bearing with us here. This again is Knowlton. He is my 11 year old son, and I don't let him on here, but once a year. And this is because it's a reward for him getting through another year. He has made it through fifth grade. Up next sixth grade and where he goes you've got to go back to the same school building next year right you don't get mm-hmm. to sh- sh- shift over to a different school so well, this year I, I now sit up I, I, i'm gonna have to I'm keep i'm gonna have up. to buckle you into that chair I'm sitting you gotta up. sit up and look at me and, and put a big old smile on your face or else i'm gonna call you a four-year-old but I am. all right so you get to go back to the same school next year and so and get to see your friends and and to his credit his school oxford intermediate school in oxford mississippi they went through an entire year this year of in-person schooling now you could have gone the what is it the virtual route you had that option but you didn't you went through school the entire year and credit to your teachers to administrators for doing that and that happened in a lot of school districts around the southeast and so we want to thank all of our teachers administrators principals and and parents those who were willing to take their kids every day to a school now you had to wear a mask every day right what was the only time you got to take your mask off uh like recess recess lunch your favorite time right there at school was recess right you had so you could take well, it off it was lunch then recess lunch then recess okay so you were able to go and have a good meal without your mask on but most of the school day you had to wear a mask Uh did your teachers wear masks some some of them wore wore masks all during school or usually if they were pretty far away they would take it off oh they would okay well again thank you to all our teachers out there 
And I know, I know back in my hometown, there was actually a teacher who came down with a virus and died. And so I'm, I know there were other teachers out there who passed away. I, I won't blame the kids for giving them the virus. I don't know how they got it. But, yeah, we've reached that point here in the South where most of our districts have wound it down for the year. And we also want to say a special way to go to all those who graduated here in this most unusual school year and even going back to last year, class of 2020 what they had to go through to get their diplomas and some of them didn't even have a real graduation unfortunately it's y'all talk with a southern accent our website is y'all.com go there right now it's the home page of the south we also can be found on great social media options you can find this y'all show if you want to go back and listen to mr nolt here any old time go to iHeartRadio, the tune in radio app apple podcast is how you can also get this show and at y'all.com, we have a whole page devoted to the Y'all Show, and you can just go there and watch it. We're also available. We've got a lot of great video clips. We have a YouTube channel, and we're not videoing Mr. Nolt here this year, mainly because he had a very short night. We didn't set up the cameras, and, and maybe he won't have his A game on from my presentation standpoint today. But you can go back to last year. Do, do you remember you and I doing the same thing last year? And you, you and I actually, we had matching outfits. And last year, we actually, you, your school, like so many, ended up being canceled prematurely. And so they officially announced you were done with your fourth grade year on the same day of your birthday. So we recorded that day. And so, man, talk about a, a home run, speaking of sports with you. You got to finish school and have your birthday on the same day. That's a pretty good combination. So we will talk about it all here, mix in and fun. And if you have a little one, and maybe that little one's got something to ask Knowlton or, or say or whatever, we welcome feedback. Do you mind a four-year-old maybe calling up and saying, hey, you better stop picking on sure. four-year-olds? <laughs> Get, you know, four-year-old abuse. You were talking about me and animal abuse. Hey, you can do that by calling us or texting us. Our number is 803-816-1170. It's talk with a southern accent, and it is the y'all show let's get into what's going on across the country today f lee bailey has died in atlanta at 87 the celebrity attorney and if you've been around a television set in the last couple of decades you could not have helped but see f lee bailey especially if there was ever an attorney or rather a celebrity involved in fact he defended oj simpson patricia hurst and the alleged boston strangler now this attorney, one of the more famous attorneys out there, dying in an Atlanta-area hospital at the age of 87. F. Lee Bailey, Francis Lee Bailey Jr. is his name, a trial attorney and more. And again, not only did he defend O.J. Simpson, he also defended the Sam Shepard appeal for that and other big-time cases he was an attorney for the korean airlines flight 007 an attorney for the victims of the family hosted a show called good company on television and also lie detector back in the 1980s but a a military veteran he served in the navy and the marine corps and was there in the korean war era as a second lieutenant but he's died moving to the south just a few years ago in his older age but f lee bailey passing away in atlanta also an update from john hinckley do you know that name knowlton does that name ring a bell john hinckley do you remember have you ever heard me talk about the day that ronald reagan was shot 
1981. He was shot only a few months after he was sworn in as president in 1981. Now, he didn't die. In fact, he apologized to his wife, Nancy. Do you know what he said? What? He said, Nancy, I guess I didn't duck fast enough when the guy shot him. <laughs> Meaning, when the bullet was coming, Ronald Reagan didn't duck quick enough to get get the bullet to miss him. He was being a jokester. Old Ronnie was a jokester. And so, like yeah. Trump? Huh? Like Trump? Trump was is, was kind of fu- was and is kind of funny tr- too. I don't know about Biden how funny he is, but yes, John Hinckley has been in prison since 1981. He tried to kill, tried to kill. He tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan back in '81, and now a court hearing has been set for August 30th regarding whether Hinckley can live without restrictions in the home he shares with his mother and brother in a community in Virginia. A U.S. district judge set the late summer date during a teleconference Thursday, and that included that teleconference Hinckley's attorney and a federal prosecutor. The reason this is newsworthy is usually when you try to kill a president, you stay in jail a long time, and this guy's been in jail 40 years. And oftentimes when you try to kill somebody, you don't stay in jail 40 years. You serve a while, but you don't necessarily serve 40 years. So this guy... It's been 40 years. He's now 66 years old. He left a Washington, D.C. psychiatric hospital back in 2016 and has been living under fewer restrictions in a house that sits along a golf course. So he's not in a prison cell to to uh, clear that up. But 66 years old is what John Hinckley is now, and there's a good chance he might be getting out of prison. Do you think 40 years in prison is enough for a guy who tried to kill a president? Mm, probably i mean he didn't he didn't kill him he did almost kill him reagan was lucky to get through that that thing was almost his downfall for sure but yes it's been 40 years now since that and john hinckley could be getting out in late august if things go that way an update from a terrible story we told you about a few weeks ago there was a manhunt that went on for about a week in south carolina and they ultimately captured tyler terry who he and his girlfriend adrian simpson had been on a murder kind of tour unfortunately if that's the word you want to use across a couple of different states and they ended up being captured in chester county south carolina now it looks like they're being investigated for another murder this in memphis and now they're looking into whether these two are responsible for what happened in the memphis area around may 15th now these people killed some people in St. Louis, and it looks like they could have gone to Memphis, killed someone there. They killed people in South Carolina, a really modern-day Bonnie and Clyde, it looks like, and now investigation underway in Shelby County, Tennessee, as these murder suspects caught in South Carolina could be tied to a Memphis murder for May. More coming on this developing story. A really creepy story coming to us from the state of North Carolina. A former funeral home director is now wanted after two corpses were found on residential property that this man was in charge of and deputies in Samora, North Carolina, issued a warrant this week for the arrest of Jeremiah Randall Witt, a former funeral home director for Harrelson Funeral Services, which is actually no longer in services. The 40-year-old man is wanted on a charge of obtaining property by false pretense. Now, people from surrounding communities said they were totally shocked to hear that officials discovered two bodies on property that this man 
was in charge of Mr. Witt, and people said they had noticed a smell, the smell of dead bodies coming from, and that's how an investigation was, how it started. And now this guy, it looks like, could have had bodies at a residential property instead of the funeral home when he was maybe involved with that funeral home. It's a creepy story, not exactly what we would like to talk about. Speaking of Memphis, let's go back to the Bluff City. Pete Buttigieg, do you remember Pete Buttigieg from the 2020 elections? Booty Jed. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the guy who used to be the mayor of South Bend. Do you know what he's doing now? What? He is the U.S. Transportation Secretary. He works for Joe Biden. He works for you. He works for me. He works for all y'all. Pete Buttigieg was in the Memphis area on Thursday inspecting the Interstate 40 Bridge that connects Memphis to West Memphis, Arkansas. It's been shut down after stop drinking that Sprite and letting everybody in the world hear it, okay? Uh Pete Buttigieg in Memphis as he met with transportation officials at FedEx Corp facility in Memphis before a tour of the Hernando de Soto Bridge. As that bridge has been out for a few weeks now, the Interstate 40 Bridge and the Transportation Secretary Buttigieg in Memphis to kind of check on things. As right now there's a Joe Biden plan for a $1.7 trillion infrastructure package to fix things like bridges and right now, that bridge in the Memphis area is shut down as they're trying to get it back up and going. But at least one of the main governmental people in town to see what's going on. And Pete Buttigieg maybe can help speed things up there for that bridge that I think you've gone across. I know you've gone across the other bridge, the I-55 bridge, because you and I have gone on that all the way out to Phoenix, Arizona on Interstate 40 or through there to get to interstate 40 to go out to arizona but yeah it's not a fun time in memphis if you're trying to cross over that mighty mississippi as they've got one major bridge now doing that to get you across the bridge robert mueller remember that name robert muller robert mueller he is going to help teach university of virginia law students on the trump russia investigation that's right the former fbi guy there robert muller teaching this law school and the school announced this, UVA, on Wednesday. The course is titled The Mueller Report and the Role of the Special Counsel. We taught by three former senior members of Mueller's team and held over a six-session fall semester tenure. And Mueller said in a news release, I was fortunate to attend UVA Law School and after the Marine Corps, and I'm fortunate to be returning there now. I look forward to engaging with the students this fall. How about that? A course with a guy directly involved with the Mueller report the man himself going back to his alma mater his law school alma mater and teaching the Mueller report and the role of the special counsel would you like to get signed up in that course no no you're gonna skip that one at uva law school i i can't say that i blame you so that is what's happening in charlottesville virginia here as we begin this weekend now a story from the university of oklahoma from uva to ou home of the Sooner Boomer. Uh, Sooner Boomer, that's right. I mean, that's Choklahoma Boomer. Choklahoma, is that what you said? Yeah. Are you picking on them because they've never won a playoff game? Is that what you're doing? You know, they've won several national championships. You're aware of that, yeah. right? They're a pretty good team. They just Choklahoma. You, you might have actually nailed it on the head. Oklahoma, the Sooners, a former volleyball player, is now suing over exclusion from the team because of her political views. Kylie McLaughlin's attorney and the university both declined to comment on the lawsuit, but can you imagine at Oklahoma, do you know how 
conservative Oklahoma as a state is, very conservative. Not one single county has voted for a Democratic nominee for president in the last couple of elections. Not one single county in the entire state is completely red. And here at the flagship university for the school in Norman, you're seeing a case like this potentially happen. This former volleyball player suing her coaches and OU after she's alleged that she was stigmatized as a racist and eventually forbidden from the rest of the team due to her conservative political views. She's suing the coach there of Oklahoma's volleyball program, Lindsey Walton, as well as an assistant coach, and expected to sue for a minimum $75,000 for each of the five complaints, of which is an infringement of her First Amendment rights, according to a report out about this former Oklahoma volleyball player, Kylie McLaughlin, now claiming that she was excluded from the team because of her political views. And we'll wrap up our headlines here in hour number one with something that you should know a lot about, both of these words. Are you ready for these two words that you ought to know both a whole lot about, Knowlton? One is Mississippi. You know much about Mississippi? Mm-hmm. You do? Okay. Do you know much about libraries? No. You not, don't? Not too much. You don't know much about libraries? Well, we're, we're gonna well they're to, bad. They're bad? They're like fourth, uh, four-year-olds? They're bad? We've got a story about no. Mississippi and libraries. You want to hear about it? No. You don't want to hear it? This is a story coming to us from the, the Golden Triangle. Do you know where the Golden Triangle of Mississippi is? No, sir. You don't. Oh, you've missed out. Delta? No, that's the Delta's a different part of the state. The Golden Triangle you've been to. You and I have spent time in a hotel room in the last two years, and you actually were in a golf tournament in the Golden Triangle. Yeah, Starkville. Starkville, Columbus, West Point. That is the Golden Triangle of the great state of Mississippi. And a library in the Columbus area, the Columbus Lounge Library System, I like what they're doing here. And every library, listen up around the southeast. The library there in Columbus is asking people to help them document the pandemic. So if you've got things that are you might not think are that important now, well, 100 years from now, people might want to look back at that year 2020 and 2021 and research how people got through the coronavirus pandemic. So the library looking to do- document the pandemic, asking the public to donate any kind of artifact related to the pandemic if you're in the golden triangle area and how it has affected your life so that's a a really positive story and it could be going on at other libraries around the southeast but i do know that in the golden triangle columbus starkville and what's the last of the three west point Point, home of the aren't they the green wave wave? aren't they the green wave they're not the green wave they're like well, they may, yeah, they're the green way. <laughs> of course they are. Don't don't question me. I'm the I'm the CSA. I'm General John Rawl. CSA. You know what that stands for? Confederate. No, Mar- it Mar- could. It stands for Certified Southern American. And evidently, your Southern American credentials have not been granted, and you've got a ways to go, Knowlton Rawl. We have more here on the Y'all Show. We got a ways to go for sure of letting you know what's going on across the southeast on this end of the week. We're having a good time here on Talk with a Southern Accent. When we come back, we're going to talk a little college sports, softball, 
and an update on college baseball's regionals as it is beginning today. Oh, it's a special time of year for some big college foot college baseball programs. Hey, it's all baseball today. We'll let you know where the regionals are, how you can tune in. All that's coming up on the Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We're back on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. John Rawl with Knowlton Rawl here as we celebrate his successful school year, getting through fifth grade, getting ready for sixth grade in a couple of months. That's that's later. And this boy, when he's not in school, he loves college fight songs. And he knows almost all of the major fight songs of, of the whole country, frankly, but he certainly knows the Southern fight songs. And he asked me when this song here was playing, who, who, who is that? Well, I think he might have kind of detected who it might be when they started chanting there but who is this Knowlton Lee the Dukes the Dukes of Jamu who Jamu Jamu I don't think it's called Jamu what's it called come on James Madison James Madison University Harrisonburg Virginia the Dukes who've won national championships in FCS football in recent years and we're talking about them today because what they did on the softball diamond. I'll tell you about that in just a second. It is the Y'all Show. It is a look at college news and notes here. we got a lot of college to get to here in this first hour of our Friday Talk About Everything Southern. And that's because in the next segment, we have I-C-Y-M-I, in case y'all missed it, Matt Hermans. He was on our show Tuesday talking about college baseball. Today is the start of college baseball's regionals. And we're going to play a portion of Matt's preview of what starts today in college baseball. We'll have that in our next segment. But here we're going to keep college on our mind. And we'll tell you a little bit of the setup of what's going on in college baseball in just a moment. But right now, let me give you an update of some college football news. LSU is expected to hire Arkansas Razorback assistant Brad Davis as offensive line coach. That is being reported now. Brad Davis leaving the Arkansas Razorbacks to head down for the rival that play for each year. What do they play for when Arkansas and LSU go up against each other? The boot. That's right. What are you talking about? And they play that each year. And now he's going to leave Fayetteville for the bright lights of East, East Baton Rouge Parish of LSU. That's right. He was actually born and raised in Baton Rouge. That is Brad Davis. So he's he's going home to mama. And he's going to be an assistant now for Ed Orgeron, who's made a big change. I don't know if you read about this. Earlier this week, LSU got rid of James Craig. They did that just on Wednesday. And here they already have a replacement. And Davis is the latest addition for Ed Orgeron's staff as they try to improve what they did in the 2020 season, a season 
Did they finish five and five? Is that what they were? Four and five. No, I think they had a four and five. Are you sure? LSU finished four and, four and five. five. Four and five. I don't know about that. Uh, I'm gonna have to double check you here in a second. But uh, he says they finished four and five. Maybe they would have finished five and five if they played. They got coronavirus. They didn't play a game. Do you know who they didn't play against? Maybe they did go five and five. I think they might have gone five and five. It was the Sharks that went four and five in the regular season, and then they won a bowl game and finished five and five. Remember, LSU beat the Sharks in their final game of the season at Tiger Stadium. Maybe that's where you – come on now. you got to get this stuff right. We're paying you big money. You better know what SEC teams LSU did. LSU almost choked that game. They almost did, but they found a way to win. And and right now, maybe one of the reasons they almost won was because of what was going on with the offensive line. And Coach O, my buddy, is making a change, and he's got a guy coming in from one SEC West school – down to Baton Rouge to to try to fix things. Speaking of the Southeastern Conference, it is granting immediate eligibility to players who transfer within the conference. As the conference voted Thursday to allow players to do this, previously, intra-conference transfers were required to set out a year of competition. Now, this all stems from the virus. It stems from the NCAA changing the rules of where you don't have to wait a year if you want to transfer from one school to another. So it's getting... Really, really bizarre how a lot of these players, decent players in some cases, we've seen like Henry Tuto or Tuto from Tennessee, who transferred from Tennessee to Alabama. How about that one? Speaking of rivalries, also tight end Eric Gilbert, who transferred from LSU to Georgia. And now they're officially, at least from the SEC, allowed to do that. So. It's going to be confusing out there when you start watching football in a couple of months to say, well, wasn't that guy just on another SEC team in 2020? Yeah, there's a good chance. And the conference voting to allow players to do just that. Now, let's talk about them Dukes. It's the Women's Softball College World Series going on in Oklahoma City. It began on Thursday. And in that first game, the JMU Dukes out of CAA upset the number one team in all of women's softball they beat oklahoma and now they get to advance with a big win in game one also you had in the women's softball world series georgia georgia played oklahoma state the cowboys got the victory there and so that was some big news there alabama's also there they got a victory over Arizona, did I just say that? Maybe I didn't. Uh, FSU, UCLA, the other games played in the women's softball world. Is that something you would tune in and watch? Mm, if baseball wasn't going <laughs> If base, Listen at you. Just listen at you. The women's softball world series going on throughout the weekend. You can tune in on ESPN, ESPNU, and ESPN2 to check some of these games out. They have their series, the championship finals, beginning June 7th. And it's a best two of three to capture that. But JMU with a big upset over Oklahoma on Thursday. Now, since you kind of have a little bit of a a stigma against softball, let's talk a little college baseball. Is that okay? We got the regionals, and they begin today across college baseball. 64 teams getting the invite to participate in the road to Omaha. You got the number one team in all of college baseball, the Arkansas Razorbacks. They've got a easy win they got a game against njit do you know who that is new jersey Institute of technology that's right njit is who arkansas suits up against 
Nebraska and Northeastern also in the Fayetteville Regional. The Bull, the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech, hey, they have a regional in Ruston. They got NC State, Alabama, and Ryder in town. Austin, the number two seed, they've got Arizona State, Fairfield, and then the Longhorns begin play against the Southern Jaguars in the Austin Regional Gainesville. You got the Florida Gators playing USF, and Miami and South Alabama are also in the Gainesville Regional. How about the Tennessee Vols and Coach Tony Vitello? The Vols have right state here in this first day of playing in the regional. Duke and Liberty, the other teams in the Knoxville Regional. In Oregon, LSU heads out there. Oregon hosts that regional. Gonzaga and Central Connecticut State, the other teams. The Vanderbilt Commodores, they've got the Nashville Regional. They'll be taking on the Blue Hose of what college? Wait, I thought they were playing Indiana State or something. No, like they're they're playing in their first game since they're the number one seed. They're playing the Blue Hose. Do you know who the Blue Hose are? Mm-mm. Presbyterian. Oh. Shame on you. PC and v- Vandy. Virginia, uh, rather Georgia Tech and Indiana State, the other teams in the Nashville Regional. Greenville, North Carolina, great job there by the Pirates. They've got Norfolk State, Maryland, and UNC Charlotte in that regional. Arizona and Tucson, they've got Grand Canyon, UC Santa Barbara, and Oklahoma State in their regional. In the Oxford Regional, SEMO, the Redhawks, will be taking on the number one seed in this opening round. They've got Mississippi hosting them in Oxford. Southern Miss and FSU, the other teams in the Oxford Regional. Fort Worth, TCU, McNeese State, Oregon State, Dallas Baptist are in that one. Old Dominion's the number one seed in the Columbia Regional and that's Columbia, South Carolina and the homestanding Fighting Gamecocks are the number two seed. UVA and the Jacksonville Dolphins also in the Columbia Regional. And Stark Vegas, MSU there has Samford, the Bulldogs, the SoCon champions taking on Chris Lamonis' ball club. VCU and the Fighting Camels of Campbell, also in the Starkville Regional. In South Bend, Indiana, Notre Dame has Connecticut, Michigan, and Central Michigan in that regional. In Lubbock, Texas Tech hosts UCLA, UNC, and Army in a regional. And finally, out on the left coast, the Stanford Cardinal have UC Irvine, Nevada, also North Dakota State in the Stanford Regional. And those are your teams in the college baseball regionals going on this weekend and 16 teams will escape this weekend and advance to the super regionals next week and then when you survive the super regionals you become one of the eight teams that are omaha bound and people like knowlton really like their college baseball and they will be off and going to omaha soon and one team will emerge as national champion we're going to have matt hearman's on in the next segment getting his take on college baseball but since we won't have you back on here in a couple of weeks, who is your prediction for the college baseball national champion, Mr. Knowlton? Arkansas. Arkansas. Man, what a bold, brave pick there, picking the pigs. Why are you going with them? What, they're just the best. They th- you think they're the best? Well, they are the number one since, team. Since they've been number one, they haven't dropped at all. They haven't lost a game or they haven't lost a series? Well, they haven't, like, dropped. They haven't. Oh, they they've been number one and haven't gone down once. Uh, Dave Van Horn, remember his team? Did you see the other year when they played and they dropped the ball and they had a chance to win a national championship and they were that close? And I think Wait, when Arkansas almost won it. Yeah, when they played Oregon State, I think is who the opponent was. They were so close, and I think that's in the back of their mind here this year that they were almost but not good enough, and so they've got to. They got to right their wrongs, and Arkansas has a chance to. 
They just won the SEC. They could have taken last week off, frankly. A lot of teams did that. Mississippi State, do you remember what MSU did in the SEC tournament last week? Tell they me. got beat bad. What were some of those scores? Yeah, they got beat bad. They got beat bad so bad that they ended up uh, getting their games canceled after seven innings because they had a 10-run rule. Oh, wow. So Arkansas could have easily taken the, the the week off last week. They would have been a likely number one seed and, and, and enjoyed a little bit of rest. But no, they captured the SEC tournament, and they're capturing people like Knowlton's imagination and even his heart as he says they're going to win the national championship. So – Razorback fans, I think you're in good shape. Knowlton, he's calling it. And so, with the Razorbacks in mind, we'll take a break. Come back with Matt Hermans to get his take on college baseball. This is the Y'all Show. Do you know the words to this one? Goodbye, y'all. No, 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 to this song. Uh, Pretty good. Whoopee! We'll be right back. y'all show back with you the boys of summer off and going and we're having a good time we got a a a, a real boy here on today's y'all show it's nolton joining me john here on talk about the south and you can connect to us here on talk about the south by texting or calling 803-816-1170 that's how you can do the magic trick there just 803-816-1170 call or text us in fact we just checked the text line nolt and you have a fan you have a fan texting in here and i'm getting a little jealous tj has texted and said tell nolton hello so tj it might be a a a four-year-old tj i don't know how old tj is huh that's fine you're okay with four-year-olds giving you some fan mail some love here and and so thank you. I don't I don't need to thank him. You you say whatever you want to to TJ. Thank you, TJ. TJ says tell Knowlton hello. So there you go. So thank you, TJ. And I'm a little jealous. I'm getting my feelings hurt here. But that song there, Centerfield, it's a baseball song. Have you ever heard this song played at a baseball park? No, sir. You haven't. Okay. Well, it's played at just about every minor league game and 
probably a lot of major league teams. I didn't hear it played at your game as Thursday night Knowlton suited up for the Astros and they got the big win. And you didn't play center field. I saw you play left field and right field and a little second base. Do you have a preference when you play baseball? What position? Mm, I kind of like the... The bench? <laughs> no. no. What, what position? Probably one of the bases so I can do something because yesterday they weren't even hitting it. No, they weren't. Y'all had a good pitcher on your team on the uh, game that I was seeing there on ESPN. But, yeah, it was a, a great win for the Astros of your local park commission league that you are a part of. And, and so, yeah, how about that? Baseball in full swing. Now, here on the Y'all Show on Fridays, we have what we call I-C-Y-M-I. Have you ever seen that abbreviation on Twitter or social media, I-C-Y-M-I? Have you seen that? Mm, no. You haven't? Okay. Well, it stands for, in most cases, it stands for in case you missed it. But on this show, I-C-Y-M-I is in case y'all missed it. And so I don't know what you were doing Tuesday. You weren't in school. But in case y'all were not listening in like you should have been on Tuesday's Y'all Show, we had our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans on the show. And he came on and talked about Memorial Day, how he had barbecue, and et cetera, some good tips there. But he also talked some college baseball. He's a big college baseball guy. And so we had him kind of break down what he expects here this weekend with the start of the regionals of college baseball. And we thought we would pull out a clip of that here on this Friday, y'all, and let you hear from the college baseball barrister, Matt Hermans, and get his take on what's going on this weekend and, and see if what he predicts lines up with our own Knowlton here and what Nolt predicts for college baseball this weekend. So here is Mr. Baseball, at least from my college angle, Matt Hermans on this Friday, y'all. So it is I-C-Y-M-I, and that stands for? In case y'all missed it. Oh, come on. Say it loud and proud right there. In, in the case mic- y'all missed it. That's it. That ultra regional is interesting because you've got Ole Miss, which is uh, one of the clubs that is the most exciting to watch as well as, uh, you know, a club that can, can lose to just about anybody. So very, very exciting regional there, particularly when you add Southern Miss to the mix. It's a real good ball club, and they're going to be extremely happy to go up to Oxford and try to beat uh, the Rebels as usual. Uh, Florida State's a sneaky club in that one to, to watch out for. You mentioned the Ruston Regional. Louisiana Tech is a very good baseball team. That is not a fluke. That is not a gift. That is, that is there's no joke there. Louisiana Tech has put uh, double digits, um, double digit runs on a lot of good teams this year. That's a fantastic club. NC State's hot in that regional. Alabama was not going to make it. They had a couple good wins in the, in the SEC tournament, and that's what got them in by the skin of their teeth there. Um, and Austin, if we jump over to Austin. Well, hold on one second. I got somebody who's very upset that Alabama got in and Kentucky did not get in. What do you say to that person? Well, I don't, I don't have a lot to say because um, both of them were about um, – neither one of them were terribly impressive throughout the year. But I think Alabama, when you look at the wins, they had a couple good wins. And honestly, I think it comes down to the SEC tournament. Alabama won a couple games in the tournament. Uh, against good competition and that's it that's all i mean neither one of them were we're going to host or anything like that but uh, you could make a case for kentucky over alabama i would just look to the sec tournament alabama did a little bit better in my opinion and that's all all right austin regional austin regional got texas uh did not have a good uh big 12 conference tournament tourney neither did the other host in the big 12 uh texas tech but they've got uh 
They've got Arizona State, which is a solid club. Fairfield, 37-3. and That is a club that uh, nobody knows much about, but um, this is one who's going to come into Austin only having lost three games and is going to be excited to play. Southern is a team that's sitting at 28. That's a team that won the, the conference tournament and is, is in there because of that. Have you seen that's the video good. of how they won their conference tournament, the SWAC? I don't. I've watched a lot of baseball. I probably would remember it if you described it. Uh, it had something to do with a guy falling through the wall in oh, yes. in Madison, <laughs> Alabama, home of the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Yeah, the guy literally crashed through the wall, and that ended up being the decisive runs there. Check it out. It's a brand-new ballpark, too. So yeah, it's not like yeah. they were playing in a dilapidated place there. The Southern, no, the Jaguars, their reward for crashing through the walls and winning the SWAC, taking on the Texas Longhorns. That's right. That's right. Texas got a pretty good draw there in that pod. I think they're, they got a pretty good chance of coming out of that one, um, unscathed. All right. In our last regional, it is the Fayetteville regional teams making their way to the Ozarks, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, the Northeastern Huskies, the New Jersey Institute of Technology Crusaders, I think is their nickname. And who are the NJIT Crusaders taking on, oh, the number one seed in all of college baseball, the Arkansas Razorbacks. What about this regional? That's right, Woo Pig. Uh, Arkansas, not only the number one seed in college baseball, the number one uh, overall seed in the tournament, but the number one team in college baseball throughout the majority of the season and the SEC tournament champion oh, yeah. as, well, as well as the SEC regular season champ. So <laughs> Arkansas sitting at 46 and 10. This is, we've talked about before, this is as clear uh, number one teams have been in the last decade. Um, they are just rolling. There you have it. In this world where we just can't get along and we can't ever agree on anything, how about that? Matt Hermans, our barrister of barbecue and college baseball, he is in agreement with our Knowlton here today that Arkansas is going to dominate the college baseball postseason. How about that, Nolt? I knew someone can agree with me. Yeah, well, he he's 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 in agreement that Dave Van Horn's ball club is going to be back in Omaha and perhaps hoisting the natty for college baseball. That from. Matt Hermans, and that is also the take of yours truly, Knowlton Rawl, not me, but the guy sitting here across from me. Who do you me. say then? Who's going to win the college baseball championship? I, I think Arkansas is going to stumble. I think it's going to be someone you're not really expecting. I well, think he just said Fairfield was forty-seven and three. Yeah, well, they choked in their conference tournament. I, I don't uh, even know if they lost a game until they got to the conference tournament. I'm not. I'm not really sure, but I, I'm not picking Fairfield to win. I'm going to go with a team you might not expect to win the college baseball national championship. Uh, I'm going to go with. Hmm. I'll go with NC State. Nah. You don't think so? Mm-mm. You don't think they can do it? I'm I'm going to go Mm-mm. with the Wolfpack. I'm going to really pull a shocker here. Well, I think Alabama will win that regional. You think? What regional are they even in? I don't even know. Ruston. The Ruston? That's where NC State is? And Alabama? Mm-hmm. And the homestanding Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech? Yeah, they could. But Elliott Avent's team is 
doing pretty well. And the ACC hasn't gotten a lot of attention from baseball this year. I'm going to go with the, the pack. State wolf pack, that is. When we come back, we'll wrap up this hour with a southern accent. Kobe Bennett will be filing a southern accent on sports. Hey, we got that coming up. And don't forget, hour two is headed your way real soon. This is y'all with John and Nolt. We'll be right back. Southern accent. Here's a Southern sports update from y'all.com. I'm Kobe Bennett. The first round of the NBA playoffs has rocked the South, and all eyes are on the new young talent that have been making strides in the league. Three hot new players are front and center this year, and they're all playing in the South. Luka Doncic for the Dallas Mavericks, Trey Young for the Atlanta Hawks, and John Morant for the Memphis Grizzlies. Doncic, who hails from Sylvania, is one of only two players alongside LeBron James to have scored more than 40 points in a playoff game twice. Trae Young was traded for Doncic on draft night and is a great shooter and passer. Due to his great range, he has to be guarded all the way to the half-court line. John Morant has scored more points in his first two playoff games than George Mikan in the 1950s for the Minneapolis Lakers, and it's a constant highlight waiting to happen. All three of these hot players have contributed an element to the game that makes this playoff season worth watching. Sports headlines and more at y'all.com. All right, good stuff from Kobe Bennett as we wrap up this first hour of Talk About Everything Southern. Alongside Knowlton, I am John Raw. We're here for another two hours, so don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back after this timeout with Hour 2. We'll get it started with Friday Free for Y'all. We're ready to sing a little party crowd, aren't we, Knowlton? Yes, we are. We'll have that, plus the weekend's blinding lights. Why are we playing that? We'll explain Hour 2. And we also have Craig Faulkner dropping by with his fishing forecast for the weekend. And that fishing forecast, ooh, it is looking pretty. All that coming up, plus a little look at movies in hour two. This is y'all. Thank you for being a part of the show. 803-816-1170 is how you can get in touch with y'all. It's the Y'all Show, Hour 2. John and Knowlton. Knowlton, you know what this song is, don't you? Party Crowds. Party Crowds, right. Enjoy. She couldn't keep from crying When she told me goodbye Well, I knew the Lord It was breaking her heart That she was breaking mine So for the sake of her feelings And the sake of my pride I told her not to worry about me So I'm sitting here Soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming it back And laughing out loud With the smoke so thick The blues can't hang around With the jukebox Jumping like I just don't care If they're dancing over here Or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow Wherever I wake up I'll look back And try to recall 
Where the heck's my truck? So take my keys and lock them up tight And let the good times flow And I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light The night's still young And I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming them back And laughing out loud with the smoke so thick The blues can't hang With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here. I'm fighting over there, I'm making the rounds, looking for a party crowd. It's y'all talk with a southern accent. We have hit the weekend and we're ready to celebrate and we're ready to sing along. Alongside 11-year-old Knowlton, here, let's all sing together. Looking for a party crowd, slamming them back, and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around. I can't hear you, son. With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here, or fighting over there, I'm making the rounds. Looking for a party crowd. I'm gonna let you do it all on here. Take it Tonight I'm looking for a party crowd. Slamming back and laughing out loud with a smoke so thick. The blues can't hang around. Uh, David Lee Murphy, he he doesn't mind his 11 year old kids around the South to sing along to his big song from the 1990s. We want you to sing along, whether you're 11 or 111. This is. Talk with a southern accent, and this is the Y'all Show on a Friday, getting you ready for the parties of the Southeast. You got a party plan, Nolte? No. You don't? Well, we're going to change that. Wherever you are in your slice of Dixie here as the weekend is getting ready to kick off big time, thank you for being a part of Talk with a Southern Accent. John Rawl with 11-year-old Nolton Rawl, and we're having a fun time as we get together once a year for a party, a party because you have completed another year of learning and you just wrapped up fifth grade and sit up straight. Tell me how it was. Was it really that painful? Yes. It was. Okay. And uh, did you pass? Yes. You passed. All right. Actually, should I bring this up now? I'll bring it up. We'll keep it. We'll keep it brief. I received. We talked about this in hour one. They don't do A, B, C, Ds, and Fs in a lot of schools now. They've gone to what they call what? Standard based grading. Standard based grading. The good old SBG. And so your mother texted me your results for the school year. I don't know what it means, and I was too embarrassed not to ask her what it means. Don't ask me. You don't ask you? So you, instead of getting A, B, C's, and D's, and F's, and a lot of F's like I got, you get these numbers, and I'm looking at a bunch of threes. What does a three mean? Pass. Pass. So you don't like pass really good. You just pass. That's all that matters is passing. Mm -hmm. So you passed science, math, lunch. You passed lunch. Whoa, way to go. You passed reading. I'm actually proud of that. You passed library. You passed 
Everything. Music, art, physical ed. Now, don't hit that chord. You pass social studies? And they're all threes. So you could have got a two. What does two mean? Like, you need to get better. You need to get better. And what if you got a one? I told you not to ask me. What I mean, I'm asking, these are basic questions. So if you got a one, does that mean you have to repeat the grade? How do you fail? Nobody's going to get a one. Oh, really? You're not that dumb. Well, I mean, there might be. I mean, people used to fail when... Back in the dark ages of education, people used to fail and have to repeat grades. Maybe some of our listeners had to do that at some point. And there's no shame in that. No shame at all. Some people might just need to get a little wake-up call and they get their life and education on track. But this is, again, the way that a lot of school districts are doing this education now are these grading standard, what is it called? SBGs. See, I've already forgotten. I've, I've made a one. What's it called? SBG something based grading. Standard based grading. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Standard based grading. And that's the way a lot of districts do it now. I don't understand it. I don't study up on educational trends, so therefore that's why I'm a little confused. But he got three. So threes all around for this boy. And hopefully your kids, if they are in a SBG district, they got plenty of threes and they get to – Move on up a grade. You're just moving on up like the Jeffersons here, Knowlton. Have you ever heard of the Jeffersons? No. It's an old TV show. You'll have to tune in sometime over this summer. But you're on because you made it through another year, and we're happy for that. And this is our once a year. This is the third year. You've corrected me. The third year you've been on here each year that you've gotten through a grade to kind of celebrate, to have a good time. So that's what we're trying to do here on talk with a southern accent and i retrieved him on thursday and brought him back to where i am and so he's going to be with me for about a week as we don't live in the same town but we try to see each other all as as much as we possibly can and i got to go to a game he had a baseball game thursday and on the way back at nighttime here in the south i had to be extra careful out there because there's a lot of creatures that find themselves on the highways and byways of the south when the sun goes down, and we saw that firsthand, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We saw what? What all did we see? Armadillos, uh, raccoons. You saw a raccoon. We saw possums. I saw a, actually. You don't even know this. Right before I got to your house, and this was when the sun was still up, there was a deer, a doe, running alongside me. Not not like across the road. It was over in someone else's yard galloping i won't say it was running it was jogging really more than anything and it was just running parallel next to me going down the road i really don't think i've ever seen anything like that so you got creatures everywhere in the south and you got to be careful that's that's our point of telling y'all this here on this end of the week free for y'all is what we call this segment of the y'all show you just got to be careful because one wrong move by the animal or by you and it could end up being deadly and I know so because last night I ran over an armadillo. And I haven't gone out to check my tires. Hopefully I don't have a big spike. Ho- a big spike or hole in my tire and have to go to a tire dealer today and get a replacement. But, yes, Mr. Armadillo did not survive me going down the highway on Thursday night. And you and I got to talking while that happened about all those animals out there. And you see the little... The, the the lights 
reflecting out of their eyeballs. And I sang a little song when I saw that. I said, blinded by the light. And I'm not a big 70s rock and roll expert. I've heard of that song. But I don't claim to be an expert on anything but country music. I'm a, I'm a kind of a country boy. And so that song I grew up with a little bit, but I couldn't tell you who sang it. I couldn't tell you when it came out or anything. But I sang that little ditty from that song, and I said it was a rock and roll song. And you said, oh, yeah, they played that on the Super Bowl halftime show. And I didn't see myself the Super Bowl halftime show this year in Tampa Bay. And you mentioned that, and I'm like, I'm thinking, I don't think they would play a 70s rock song during the middle of a 2021 Super Bowl. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. I, I had to go look it up, and I did. And I found out that, no, they didn't play the old 70s song during the Tom Brady Super Bowl. No, they played another song. So what the song I was referencing was a song called Blinded by the Light, and it was made famous in 1973 by a group out of England, Manfred Mann's Earth Band. Have you ever heard of them? No. Actually, their release came out in 76. That song was written by Bruce Springsteen, and Bruce had it out himself. But the version I'm more used to, the the version that I think was the big hit, was indeed Manfred Mann's Manfred Mann and the Earth Band was the technical name of the band. Manfred Mann was born in south africa and ended up teaming up with some musicians is he related to elon no it's his name's not manning it's m-a-double-n man yeah but they're both from africa eli who elon oh elon you're talking about elon musk (laughs) how did you know that he was from south africa yeah i thought you were talking about eli manning because of i said man no elon musk is from south africa so is louis oosthuizen and a lot of good golfers, and uh, a lot of beautiful people come from South Africa. But now Manfred Mann was from there, and he ended up, I think, teaming up with some London musicians to form Manfred Mann's Earth Band, and they had the big song out, Blinded by the Light, in the late 1970s, just a few years before you were born. That's not Mm -hmm. the song, though, you were referencing when you talked about a song being played in the Super Bowl. So I thought, in honor of Knowlton, who's over here still trying to get the last drop out of his Sprite, and making lots of sound effects and doing so. And I don't like that. I like a nice, beautiful, clean radio show when we do okay. a show together. Okay. So the song you were referencing played at the Super Bowl was a modern song. And so in, in honor of all you modern people, like the 11-year-olds of the world, to give you a song that you probably have heard of before, we're going to play what you heard at the Super Bowl. And it is by Abel McConnell Tesfai. Have you ever heard of Abel McConnell Tesfay or Tesfay? No, you probably haven't. Because he actually goes by the stage name The Weekend. And he is from Canada. He is from the home of the Maple Leafs. He is from the home of the Toronto Argonauts. He is not from the home of the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays haven't called Toronto home in two seasons now <laughs> as they're playing in either Dunedin, Florida or Buffalo. And so, yeah, he is from Toronto. He's a Canadian. And I don't like to play Canadians on the Y'all Show, but I will in this case because this is a big song. Kids evidently really like this song that I'm about to play. And this song is not Blinded by the Light. It is called Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, who was the featured performer 
at this year's Super Bowl. And this was a big song. It came out at the end of 2019 and has ended up being a monster smash for this guy who has gotten a lot of attention. I mean, to be asked to be the Super Bowl halftime performer is maybe the greatest honor in all of entertainment for from at least a singing standpoint. And this guy got to be out there. And this has been listed as best songs of for 2020, best performance, all kinds of things by this Canadian, The Weeknd. And now we're in honor of Knowlton and everybody else out here going to play Blinding Lights, which this whole discussion about blinding lights happened because of the animals of the south that are roaming the highways whenever the sun goes down and they look at that blinding light of your car or truck coming at them and they may not have a chance to survive but we're going to hopefully survive and get through the weekend and we're going to do it thanks to songs like this one right here from 2020 the weekend blinding lights on the y'all show enjoy this one everybody it ought to be good and tell me if you've heard this before have you does that sound yeah you you have heard it yeah the weekend some at some point he's gonna kick in here and start singing there we go there you go yeah yeah y'all get your party on here Just a touch, baby 
All right. It is the weekend, and we have we reached the weekend, and that is the weekend there with a big song from 2020, Blind and Lights, a song we're playing here today because it was inspired by all the little creatures of the South that roam the roads at nighttime, and those blinding lights of your car or truck shining brightly on these creatures, and they got to run if they're lucky. Or if they're unlucky, you just plow right over them as I did on Thursday night and killed a cute little armadillo. I am sorry, armadillo, but yeah, thank you for a good song there. A catchy little tune. You probably heard it before from the Canadian Weekend singing Blinding Lights here on the Y'all Show. And I want to thank our own Knowlton for inspiring us here today on the Y'all Show to play that song as we get you to the weekend. And if you're lucky, here on the weekend, you might have a little fishing forecasted for your weekend well to get your fishing forecast already we've got the fishing forecast it's coming up next from craig faulkner he's got a lot of good stuff to pass along and he's going to do that right after this break enjoy craig it's coming up next on talk with a southern accent and boy does he have a good southern accent every week here on the y'all show maybe every day but we at least do it on fridays as we get you ready for the weekend hello i'm john rawl this is talk with a southern accent craig faulkner is back in for our fishing forecast here ready for the first full weekend in the month of june and craig i know you're excited I'm going to pick on you. I think, as a guy who's not necessarily the bigger outdoorsman of, that you are, that in many ways, fishing and hunting can be a costly hobby. It is a hobby that you don't normally get anything good but a good feeling. Although I've got news out of the Tri-Cities of Tennessee to counter that talking point. What do you think about that? I think uh, hunting or fishing can be as expensive or as less expensive as you want it to be. Okay. Well, here you have a chance, Craig, and everybody else listening. We announced this earlier in the week on the Y'all Show. The Tri-Cities of Tennessee, there's a boat dealer there, Watson's Marine. You ever heard of that? Seems like I have. Yeah, Watson's Marine, somewhere in 
the Bristol, Johnson City, Kingsport area of Tennessee, they are having a little competition. And if you catch a small smallmouth bass named Old Walter 2.0 between midnight, technically, they're getting really scientific on this thing. If you catch Old Walter 2.0 between the hours of 12.01 on June 13th and 11.59 p.m. on June 13th, you will win $100,000. Works for me. Oh, Walter must have a uh, a tag on him he, or a chip a tag, in him. He's got a tag, and he's going to be tagged and released into the South Holston Lake in Sullivan County, Tennessee. And is there a uh, entry fee, or is it just no? I think it's open to anybody. You don't have to be. This is not a fishing tournament. This right. is not some kind of deal. You just go out there, and if you catch this fish, you'll get a hundred thousand dollars thanks to Watson's Marine in the Tri Cities area of East Tennessee. The prize is provided through a hole-in-one insurance policy that allows the giveaway to take place. And check it out. In fact, there's a great story up at wate.com, and I just noticed the writer of this. It is Murray Lee. Shout out to Murray Lee, a former y'all.com writer intern, a Freed Hardeman alumnus, a Middle Tennessee native, Murray Lee writing this story at WATE.com. Tri-Cities boat dealer offering a $100,000 prize to angler who catches tag bass in South Holston Lake. Good job, Murray. Congratulations. I'm good. It's good to see y'all alumni doing well in media announcing how you can win $100,000 by catching a small mouth, small mouth bass. That, that's, that's great. I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, whoever came up with that promotion because that's a good creative way to uh, get a business name out there. Yeah. What is a smallmouth bass? Uh, smallmouths uh, generally live in a cooler water. In fact, uh, they're a cool, cooler water fish than a uh, largemouth bass. They're uh, also nicknamed uh, bronze back because they have kind of a bronze color to them. And the smallmouth actually has a smaller mouth than the hence largemouth um they they like more current they're more of a current fish than a uh, largemouth bass uh, you you won't see smallmouth in ponds or uh, really any lakes unless they have current in them but uh world record smallmouth matter of fact came from uh tennessee just uh north of here what about the size can a smallmouth fish be as big as a largemouth no it won't get near as big as a you got different strains of largemouth, uh, the biggest being the Florida strain. Uh, you've got a Florida strain, which has been uh, stocked in a lot of lakes across the country because they do get so big. You've got um, – also you've got a, a smaller uh, largemouth that's called a Kentucky bass. There's another strain of bass called Coosa um, bass. They're smaller and smaller and get smaller. And you've also got an Alabama bass. All of those are different strains of largemouth. And the uh, northern largemouth uh, is pretty much everywhere, but uh, the Florida strain would be the biggest by far. Can you catch a Florida bass in Kentucky? Sure, if it was stocked there. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, it had been stocked there. And they've been stocked all across the country over the years. I see. All right. Well, a chance for anybody out there. I, I don't. 
I, I didn't announce or I didn't see any of the restrictions on the chance to win $100,000, but go to WATE.com and pull up that story. Murray Lee, good job there. And a chance here on June 13th, just days away from a chance to win 100,000 big ones. What else you got there here today, Craig? Um, right now, uh, we're in a postponed period for um, bass and for crappie. Uh, brim are still on the bed. Uh, fishing's still good right now. Uh, I generally start cutting back about the middle of July when it just gets really hot and uh, fish go into a summer pattern, which uh, a lot of the oxygen is absorbed out of the water. Uh, you got to really look for uh, some current in the summertime because the fish will get lethargic uh, mid-July through uh, August. But well, another thing that's really uh, going strong right now is catfishing. Uh, I'm not much of a catfisher myself, but uh, I have. Why? I, I did it when I was a kid, and uh, just I've, I've changed over uh, over the years. I used to be strictly bass fishing. Then I went to crappie and crappie bass, uh, hmm. rock fish, just different periods the of my Stages life. of Craig's life. Just different periods, yeah. He's transitioned now to brim or crappie? Well, I'm... Actually, I'm crappie, but I'm kind of switching over to bass right now oh. because of the time of the year. Man, you're confused. Uh, I am going crappie fishing tomorrow, though. Okay, you, you do that. Going back to my honey hoe. All right. Just one of these days we'll have to get a catfish back in your angle. Oh, I, I, I'll take a channel catfish on a slow day, no problem. Good deal. So you say you're going to go fishing, and, and what else is online for this first full weekend of June? Uh, as far as... Uh, uh, getting away from fishing for a minute, uh, some things I started thinking about, and my brother and I were talking about it the other day, for the outdoorsman uh, hunting, right now is a good time to start planting if you're uh, going to have fall food plots. Not time to plant, but you can do prep work on your land. If you've got trees you need clearing out or you got some dirt work you want done, uh, good time to do it uh, right now. And then, of course, won't be planting like winter wheat and um clover and different things you can put in wildlife plots until probably uh middle of september but uh if you're just looking for something to do that's a good time to do some work on prep work on your farm and another thing that's coming up uh, hunting wise uh throughout the south this time of year there are a lot of applications coming out for special hunts uh that you have to apply for specifically whether it's on a uh a state park or a particular uh, a particular type of game you might want to hunt. Uh, duck blind drawings are real popular this time of year through uh, June and July. And those are all run through state and local agencies. But uh, it's one of those things that you can kind of plan ahead for or, or plan on because once the deadline goes by, if you missed it that day, you're out of luck for that. Hmm. upcoming fall and uh, winter season one thing it took me a long time as a, a young fella not growing up hunting that I, I when i hear of duck blinds i think of the mississippi river area to go duck hunting in but actually duck hunting happens throughout the southeast it just may be a bigger deal in the arkansas and the mississippi deltas and west tennessees of the world but people go hunting along the atlantic coast oh, i know sure. a lot of people go down to texas and yeah. duck hunt so it's not just a, a mississippi that's river true. type thing of course, uh, Mississippi Flyway is the biggest flyway in the country, and uh, but yeah, it's different, different type hunting, different style of duck hunting mm-hmm. on the coast, and uh, and 
I, I lived out in Oklahoma one year, and uh, there's not much water in Oklahoma. Uh, but I remember during uh, early teal season, which will be our actually our first season coming up uh, this September, uh, looking ahead, that uh, the teal will come in there, and we'd hunt on farm ponds. And, and you know, there's no river system coming through the Oklahoma City area, and they would come in just like clockwork. Hmm. We'd hunt in ponds. It was kind of fun, something different style. All right, Oklahoma bird hunting. Who knew? So you got the food plot going. What is the best Craig Faulkner advice for someone looking to do their first food plot? What should they be putting down for a food plot? Uh, I really like uh, clover. Clover. And it's a blend of uh, different types of clover. And uh, and the reason I like it is it goes through the winter real good. And, uh, you know, clover will be greening up uh, early uh, – early October, uh, you know, late September, and uh, for deer in particular. And uh, before planting, you know, you prep the ground just like you were planting uh, farm crops. Uh, good to put some lime out there. In fact, you you could be liming your uh, land right now, hmm. dropping lime down. It, it'll make for a, uh, a sweeter-tasting clover for the deer and the turkeys. And, they uh, both like clover. They both like clover, and uh, like hunting over clover field. What happens whenever deer and turkey season are over with the clover that you put out there in a food plot? Well, generally, uh, you know, it, it'll go kind of dormant in the dead of winter, and it, it'll come back the next year. I, I've got one plot that I'm gonna have to replenish uh, or, or replant partial of this year. It's been. I guess four years since I initially planted it, and uh, I'm gonna clean it up a little bit this year and uh, add a little bit of new seed to it. But uh, it also looks nice. Craig Faulkner here on his fishing forecast. This is the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern accent. And Craig, I am mad at you. Not only am I envious because you get to go around the southeast and cast your line and do all this great hunting, but you're telling people now to plant clover. When we got something called kudzu running wild all over the place, <laughs> don't tell me that a deer or a turkey, they won't eat kudzu. I've never seen a deer or a turkey eating kudzu. Oh, goodness. Then what purpose does it have? You know, it was brought over here, I believe, from Japan for erosion Yeah, purposes. it was. <laughs> this is a bad idea. Bad idea. I don't think it worked and it's taken off. But, yeah, animals don't even like kudzu. Animals don't even like it. Sheesh. That's, that's horrible. Well, I was hoping you'd tell me, have you ever had kudzu for anything outdoors related? As far as? Just anything. I mean, does it? have you ever tried it? I've never tried it. I, I don't like walking through it, I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I don't encourage that either, especially this time of year. Anything else before we say goodbye to you and let you get out of here to your favorite honey hole? You know, uh, I brought up, I think, ended last week's show with uh, Take a Kid Fishing. Uh, take a kid fishing, but also take an adult fishing. I, I've taken some of my parents' friends. and You hadn't taken me. And, and some older people that can't get around quite as good as they used to could. Mm -hmm. And it's rewarding for them and for you. And uh, I can still remember some of the trips of some of my dad's friends that I've uh, carried. that They carried me or I went with them when I was a little kid, and they're not getting around so good these days. And it's really rewarding. So take a— elderly person or, or anybody somebody that's 
uh, has interest in fishing, uh, get out and take them. It's a, it's a great sport. It's a great activity. Uh, you can uh, really get out there and appreciate uh nature and all that god has given us it's a it's a good thing and for those who may have a little bit of a tough time getting around they have to use the walkers and such is there anything you have to be careful for when they're on a boat with their mobility i would say you know get them in the seat and keep them in the seat but and also life jacket for the the boats and this is showing my ignorance though a lot of boats have seat belts uh, I have not seen a seat belt in a boat. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I, I just you know how regulations are. Yeah, people been thrown out of boats plenty of times. Yeah, I just it just hit me that maybe that might be the new thing they can come cracking down on you for not having a seat belt on on a boat. But maybe a bad idea. That's why I'm on here to bring up even the bad ideas. Craig Faulkner is our expert on the fishing and hunting around the southeast, and he is here each week to tell us all about his fishing forecast and things looking good for this weekend things are looking good for tomorrow tomorrow i'm going all right well you do that (laughs) and wherever your tomorrow is across the southland we hope you bring in the big trophy fish and get that food plot ready to bring in the big trophy game when that time of year arrives craig have a great weekend you do the same john all right more of the y'all show talk with an accent on all things southern is coming right up Continuing on, Friday Y'all Show, John Rawl and Knowlton Rawl here. Yeah, I got a co-pilot here on this edition of Talk with a Southern Accent. Mr. Knowlton has just wrapped up his fifth grade year and has a couple of months off for summer. And if you've got little ones around you or grandchildren around you who've made it through the school year, go out and maybe not give them a chance to be on a radio show, but do something cool with them and have a great time as the summer's here. Whether you want to kind of keep it from happening or not, it's here. And people like Knowlton are, I think, are you pretty excited about summer being here? Yes, sir. You are? Great. Well, we're excited for you. Are you excited about the news of the day? Are you excited about that? Wait, what news? Well, here's the news. House Democrats have unveiled a 407, 447. I got to get it right. I did not do a three in school like you did. House Democrats unveiling a $547 billion transport bill that is going to likely be a subject that Republicans aren't going to be about. $547 billion. That's a lot of money, and that's part of a new transport bill that they are proposing in Washington, D.C. That the news from today. Now, something you might have a little bit more of a grasp on, Knowlton, is newborns. You were actually once a newborn. I remember it. Newborns in Texas are now being screened for a rare spinal genetic disorder, and it started on June 1st. This screening detects about 95% of all spinal muscular atrophy, and atrophy rather, and that is taking place in the state of Texas. 
as babies born in the Lone Star State screening for spinal muscular atrophy, a condition affecting about one out of every 10,000 newborns. And starting this month, screening being added to every screening done for every baby born in the state of Texas, according to the Texas Department of State Health Services. So an extra thing they're doing and probably an extra expense. I don't know if you know this or not, but it's expensive to birth a baby. Did you know that? Mm, I guess. And you know what's even more expensive than having a newborn baby? What? The upkeep of a newborn baby and the upkeep of a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and you are 11. And I know it's expensive to have 11-year-olds around the house. You are expensive. You need to start working. Okay. Yeah, you should, and all you other 11-year-olds. No, that's a new thing they're doing in Texas as newborns being screened for this rare spinal genetic disorder. And starting June 1st, that's kind of the rule in the state of Texas. Now, we have an update here. Have you ever heard of something called a message in a bottle? No. You have not? Well, no. that is something that's probably... Like, yeah. Okay, why? Well, when I, I send it on scenes? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you take a, a, a piece of paper and you write a letter and you stick it inside of a bottle and you put a cork in it and you throw it out in the ocean and one day it shows up. Well, here on the Y'all Show, this week I reported on how a message in a bottle from 1987 was left in the surf of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And this bottle ended up in Florida. I don't know if you heard the story earlier this week we told you about that it was a heartwarming story found in marathon florida that's in the florida keys about a a message from 1987 that was all of a sudden showing up all these years later 34 years later it shows up and you know what this story about a message in a bottle from florida was fake fake news actually it was part of a prank Christopher Nolan discovered the the bottle in his mother's canal in Marathon, Florida, earlier in the week. When he looked inside the bottle, he reportedly found a message that said, Dear person who finds this, I want you to try to return it to me. My name is Zach Williams, and if I'm dead by the time you try to return the note, just keep it. I put it in the ocean at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That was supposedly what he wrote on May 16, 1987, and then stuck it into the beautiful Atlantic Ocean at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. But now, it turns out, it was all a prank. It was not true. This was something that somebody right there in the Keys evidently decided to do here in recent times, and there was no actual message in a bottle from 34 years ago. It was That's a bad story to have to tell people. It sounded a lot better if it was really true. These people these days, I tell you. How about Dollywood? Have you ever been to Dollywood in Sevierville, Gatlinburg, Pigeon uh-huh. Forge, Tennessee? You've been there? You yes, like sir? it? Well, I went to the Splash Park. The I Splash Park? Yeah, it's like owned by Dollywood. Yeah, Dolly, Dolly's done a lot for kids from the Imagination Library, which you have benefited from and a lot of kids around the South have, as Dolly sends free books to kids across the South. If you either sign up for it or somehow you qualified for it, some way and we really appreciate miss dolly for doing that that really was a neat thing that she did well dollywood has announced a new 500 million dollar expansion 
and that's going to make it even greater for kids like you to go there. It will open in 2023, and it will be called the Heart Song Lodge and Resort. It's a five-story, 302-room lodge featuring a sprawling indoor-outdoor pool complex, also a 26,000-square-foot indoor-outdoor event space. It's going to be right next to Dollywood's Dream More Resort and Spa. It is Dollywood's first expansion since the $37 million Wildwood Grove expansion back in 2019. But yes, a half-billion-dollar investment at Dollywood Parks and Resorts in Pigeon Forge, and you can go there in 2023 and check out the Heart Song Lodge and Resort. When you went to Dollywood, did you go there and spend the night, or did you just kind of make a day trip out of it? Day trip. Day trip. But you did have a good time. Did you go on any kind of roller coasters or anything? Well, I was. Uh, well, well, I, I said it was the spy, splash. Splash. Oh, okay. You only went on the the water park part of it. Yeah, you, but there was some water rides, like water. Coasters. Yeah, yeah, water coasters. They didn't have those when I was growing up. When I went to Dollywood, it wasn't even called Dollywood. It oh. was originally called Silver Dollar City. And it was one of the best theme parks I went to way back a few years ago. Let me just say that. And one of the neat things they had then that I had never been on was an indoor roller coaster at Silver Dollar City. Have you ever been on the? I'm sure you have because you've been to Disney World. They have yeah. that. Those, those were really kind of neat and i enjoyed that but yeah dollywood continues to just be a great attraction throughout the south for people from all over the nation frankly to go to and here we have a half billion dollar investment coming to fans of dolly and fans of just having a good time and that will be available in 2023 and we're glad to report that here another reason for you to get to east tennessee and check out what all she's got going on at Dollywood. We've got a lot going on here at the Y'all Show when we come back after this break. We've got a look at the new movies hitting theaters this first full weekend in the month of June. That's up next as John and Knowlton get you through the Friday edition of Talk with a Southern Accent. back for one final little segment here as we wrap up hour two of the y'all show and we got some new movies hitting the theaters this weekend nolton is with me this is john rawl this is talk with southern accent and nolton are you ready to get back to a movie theater and kind of remember the days when you and i would go there and have a big old bag of popcorn and have a good time watching movies well we can do that this weekend as we've got a couple of new movies out this weekend the conjuring or conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It. That is a horror mystery thriller. And one of the actors in that is Patrick Wilson. That's out this weekend. Spirit Untamed. That is an animation family movie. And that out this weekend from McKenna Grace is one of the co-stars of that one. How about this one? Under the Stadium Lights. Don't you like football movies? Remember the last movie we watched on Netflix, I think it was? 
Which one? The one where they were in a prison. They played football. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was the Burt Reynolds classic. We watched that one. Under the Stadium Lights is out this weekend. That's got Abigail Hawk in it, Milo Gibson. Brothers Keeper is a true story about the 2009 Abilene High School football team. Under the Stadium Lights out this weekend. Also, Lawrence Fishburne is in that one. Flashback is out this weekend. That is a drama thriller. How about Tove or Tove? I don't know how that's pronounced. That is a biography on the life of Tove Jansen. Don't know who that is? Check it out if you want to. Monuments is out also this weekend. That's got Joel Murray in this Jack Newell-directed comedy drama. And then lastly, Gully is out this weekend, and that is about three teens living in L.A. I don't know if that's Los Angeles or Lower Alabama, but that's also in theaters this weekend. That's a quick look at what you can go check out here on this first full weekend in the month of June. John Rawl, Knowlton Rawl, this is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We've got a whole nother hour. It's our final stanza yeah. for the week, and we'll do that when we come back. Stay tuned. Lots of fun. We'll take a look at some sports news, what happened in the NBA on Thursday, what's happening in the NBA here on this Friday, all that, plus the summer bucket list for kids. Knowlton, this is right up your alley. We'll have that, plus some more news headlines. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Hang on for another hour. Back for the final hour of the week. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. John Rawl accentuating the South alongside Knowlton Rawl today. Knowlton is my 11-year-old boy, and he's a good old boy, and he's ready to have a good old summer, and he's also ready to have a good old third hour of talking about everything that's going on across the Southeast. If you want to get involved with Y'all Talk, we want to do that. We want you to come on aboard. The number to do that is 803-816-1170. You can text that number. You can call that number. We already have some feedback coming in from others who are listening. And they heard Knowlton, and they said, hey, tell Knowlton hello. So you can tell Knowlton, you can tell me, or you can tell somebody else hello. Perhaps you're ready, just like he is, to have a wonderful summer. And boy, it is that time of year. It's early June. It's getting hot. People are wearing shorts. I got my shorts on today. Knowlton's got his shorts on. Wear shorts. Wear your baseball cap. Put on the sunglasses. And you have the proper southern attire for the warm southern months. And summer southern months. You've got that right here. And we're oh so excited about it. And we're also excited about what's on tap here in this third hour of y'all We're going to go through some sports headlines. We will let you know what happened in the NBA on Thursday, what's happening in the NBA on this Friday. So we have that coming your way. Also, we'll fill you in on, again, some baseball talk here on today's Y'all Show. Speaking of baseball, we've got the lineup of Major League Baseball action here for the weekend. Lots of good series going on. It's the boys of summertime, and we'll share that information here in this third hour of Accentuating the Southeast. We also have, Knowlton, this is right for you and just for all the other youngins of the South. 
It's from HealthyHappyImpactful.com. That's a website that has very good information, especially for the kids of the world. They've got an article up, The Summer Bucket List for Kids. Do you know what a bucket list is? Mm-mm. A bucket list is your goals. And usually they're the goals you have that you want to achieve before you kick the bucket. Do you know what kicking the bucket means? Before you do it. <laughs> no, before you do it, yeah. That's partially true. Before you do something else. What What do you think they're talking about? Uh, I don't know. Before you die. You mm. kick the bucket is another way of saying you die. So here, I don't think it's necessarily for death in terms of kids, but they've got the summer bucket list for kids. So I would say not necessarily for the kids dying, but before their summer comes to a quick death in about two months, what do kids want to do? What's the bucket list for kids this summer? Do you have a bucket list, Nolt? If you don't, think about it, because we're going to go over it in a couple of minutes when we bring on... Well, you better come up with one. I can't. Why? Because I don't know. Well, you've got time to come up with it. That's in the next segment. But, I don't. but but this this website has their own summer bucket list for kids, and so we'll compare maybe what they are saying to to perhaps they could be some goals you have for what you want to do this summer. Your bucket list because your bucket list is usually a couple of things that you want to accomplish, and so I'm not a kid. So I have my own bucket list of what I want to accomplish before I kick the bucket. And I'll leave that for another time. I can't tell you what my bucket list is. Then I can't tell you mine. Some people have as a bucket list, for example, climbing Mount Everest. You know where that is? Russia? Uh, It's near Russia. It's the tallest mountain in the world. You probably knew that. It's actually Nepal, maybe, is where that's located. It's somewhere over in Asia. Asia. Yeah, it's over there. But it's Kim uh, Jong. Yeah, it's over there. Who? Kim Jong? Yeah, yeah the, the guy from Korea. Now, this is not in Korea. I do know that Mount Everest is not there, but it's a very tall place. And a lot of people have on their bucket list, for example, to go to that. In fact, I've got a story in just a second I'm going to tell you about someone who had as a bucket list to go learn how to fly. And they did this in Middle Tennessee this week, or they're trying to. And this person is almost 100 years old. And I'll tell you about that here later this hour as part of our Southern Headlines. Also, before the hour's up, we're going to take a look at some of the great festivals that are going on in the Southeast. We carried, carrying this over from Thursday, we told you a few. We got even more to tell you about here before we get out of here for the week. But let's begin a look at some of the sports goings on across the Southeast here as this third hour of the Y'all Show is upon us. And to the NBA we go and... A big upset on Thursday. The Phoenix Suns with the 113-100 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers. The Suns advance. And LeBron James and Anthony Davis of the Lakers, they are out of the NBA title contention. Are you laughing? You're laughing at him? Okay. LeBron's got time to go off and do his Twitter stuff a lot more now as the Suns eliminate the Lakers 113-100. The second game, the Denver Nuggets, 126-115 to over the Trailblazers. And now the Nuggets advancing out of the Western Conference. And they'll be moving on to their quest of getting their first NBA title perhaps ever. Do you know if Denver's ever won an NBA title? Probably not because they've never really been that good. 
Now, there was a guy from my same birth city that was one of their best players. Carmelo Anthony? No. A guy named Alex English. He was a very good basketball player for the Nuggets. when they Chicken Nuggets. Yeah, when they got pretty close to perhaps winning a championship or NBA title back in the early 80s when he was playing for them. But, no, they have never won an NBA title, the Denver Nuggets. They have won two ABA division titles. They've won nine NBA division titles, including in 2020, but they have not had an NBA title to the Mile High City. And Alex English, whose jersey number two is retired in the Denver Nuggets lore. If you're a Nuggets fan, you are quite familiar with Denver Nuggets star Alex English. Other retired numbers from that franchise include Fat Lever, Lafayette Fat Lever. That's an interesting nickname of having the first name Lafayette. They just call him Fat. Fat Lever retired. Also, David Thompson. Do you know who David Thompson is? Huh? No. One of the greatest basketball, college basketball players in history. He played for a team called NC State. Helped lead them to a national championship in the 1970s. He has his number retired by the Denver Nuggets. Also, Byron Beck is a retiree of the Nuggets. Daniel Paul Issel, a former Kentucky colonel, has his number retired. Then you've got, how about this guy you might have heard of, Dikambe Matumba. He's on that commercial right now. If you He used to be that gigantic player. I'll show you his picture. Oh, and yeah. Doug, Doug Moe, a former Carolina Cougar of the ABA, went on to play for the Nuggets. And Doug Moe's number is retired. But you know Nakimbe Makumba, this guy? Because if you see his picture, you'll probably be able to tell me what commercial he's in. Yeah, he's in like the All-State. All-State commercial? All right. He's only a current current commercial, Nakimbe Matumba. And his height, by the way, I could, he's tall. He's seven foot two inches. Seven hey. foot two is his. And he played for the Georgetown Hoyas. Hoya. Played for the... Hoya High, I think is their battle cry. He played for the Nuggets from 91 to 96. And then he went on to the Houston Rockets was one of the teams he played for and did a good job for them. His number is actually retired by both the Nuggets and the Atlanta Hawks. Dikembe Matumba. So there's your NBA analysis here for this Friday. But also, let me tell you, Knowlton, you got some NBA games going on as the playoffs continuing Games going on here today in the NBA, the L.A. Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks from American Airlines Center in Dallas and Big D. you got the Clips and the Mavs. And this is, don't touch the microphone like that, boy. The Are you going to get a spanking? We're going to do a spanking on live radio. Maybe the first time ever that's ever been done. Just like the Bucks spanked to the heat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Clippers and Mavs, they've got their game six. Right now, Dallas leads that 3-2, to two, and the Mavs with a chance at home to advance. And if they do that, it will be both L.A. teams sayonara, as they will not have any L.A. teams represented if the Clippers no go No California. No, I guess not because the Warriors didn't make it. The Warriors didn't even make it to the postseason, did they? Or did they I make didn't. it to play in? They didn't, they didn't play in. They didn't make that either? They made play. Oh, they made play in, and then they they lost to the Gigi, the Grizzlies. Oh, the grit and grind. Okay, so yeah, 
So not looking good for them, but looking good for some of our southern teams. If Dallas can come through, that'd be great for the South. If the Atlanta Hawks can do well in their next round, that'd be great. And so the South is a basketball country, NBA country. Maybe it would be great to see the southern teams get a little bit more attention on ESPN and all these national shows that just always are pounding how wonderful LeBron James is and how wonderful some of these other teams are that that frankly just get too much attention in my expert nba analysis opinion now what's on tap major league baseball this weekend lots of series going on we'll tell you about them the red sox and the yankees renew their rivalry that'll be taking place in the bronx so yeah some good baseball going on between those two foes the indians and the o's get together the marlins will be along the banks of the monongahela as the pittsburgh pirates welcome in the south florida fish the Nats and the Phillies with a series this weekend. The Houston Astros will be taking on the Toronto Blue Jays. The L.A. Dodgers in Atlanta to take on the Braves this weekend. The Rays will be in Arlington to visit the Texas Rangers. The D-backs and the Brewers have a series. The Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox. What's the standing? Sox, the Sox are one of the best teams in the league right now. What now? What's the standings? Talk to the microphone. What's the standings? I'll tell you that in a second. Let me just run through who okay. is playing. So okay. we got the Tigers and the Sox this weekend in Chicago. Twins and Royals with a battle. The Cincinnati Reds will be alongside the Mississippi River to take on the St. Louis Cardinals. The A's visiting the Rockies in an interleague matchup. The Mariners and the Los Angeles Angels getting together along the California freeway. Cubbies and San Francisco Giants with a matchup this weekend. And lastly, out on the left coast, the New York Mets and the San Diego Padres with a series here this weekend. As far as standings, Knowlton asked for it. Should we should we actually listen to him? Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you Boing. what do you know about baseball? Uh, what do you what do you know about Major League Baseball? Teams. You should know. Yeah, you know the teams, but you actually been at age eleven to several ballparks and seen major league games thus far so not ma- major games only wanting like three talk three. to the microphone or only you will be games. next time you do that we're gonna have a live spanking i promise you okay. the, how about the tampa bay rays they don't get enough attention oh. they of course played in the last world series they lost to the dodgers the rays are leading the al east right now with a 36 and 22 record i think that might be the best in baseball Rays on top of the Red wow. Sox and the Yankees in the AL East in the AL Central. The Yankees si- are bad. Well, they're, they're they, are, they, they got, got swept by the Tigers. Did they? Tigers are so bad. They are bad. The Tigers are twenty three and thirty three, and I didn't realize they were swept. The Yankees by the the Tigers, the Motown boys. But yes, right now New York is at least they're having a to their credit a winning season, but they're. Got a ways to go to catch up with the Rays. In the AL Central, the Sox. You and I have been to Chicago to see the White Sox play. Chicago, they've got the lead there over the Cleveland Indian, the Tribe, here in the final year of what looks like to be that historic franchise of being called the Indians. Royals are sitting there at 28-26 in the AL Central. AL West, that is right now in the the, uh, clubhouse, if you will, with the lead is the Oakland A's, Oakland with a two-game lead over the Houston Astros in the AL West. The Texas Rangers are right there at the bottom of the AL West with a 22-36 and 36 mark. 
Then you've got the National League East, the New York Mets, right now with a lead just barely over the Atlanta Braves, although games back, the Bravos, three and a half back of the Mets, and that one, the Phillies and the Marlins. <laughs> what? Who are you booing? The, the Mets are ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, you kind of are partial to that team in Cobb County, Georgia. Yeah, the Mets with a barely lead, but that's good enough for for the. That's not good because only one NL East team is going to make the postseason this year. I don't know about that because the NL East is just like the NFC East. No, they have wild cards and stuff. They've they've changed a lot of the rules. Yeah, but there's like only five teams, and so like. The NL East has the smallest chance to get the a wild card team. You think? All right. Well, well, that's all ways to go. Let's let's Major League Baseball, to their credit, playing a hundred and sixty two game year this year. So we'll find out a little bit later in the summer. But I saw the Braves are playing until June thirteenth or something like that. Well, hopefully they're playing that's beyond what I saw. that. In the NL Central, it's a real good battle going on there between the Cubs and Cards and the Brewers, all those three teams within a two-game margin of each other. And and we told you that this weekend St. Louis has a pretty good series set up there for, I think they're playing the Reds this weekend. The West, NL West, Giants have a knotted uh, right at a tie, essentially, with their fellow California teams. Giants, Padres, Dodgers, all within two games of each other. Right now, the Rockies and D-backs trailing behind those teams in the NL West. And then, as we told you in great detail in previous hours of the Y'all Show, you got college baseball kicking in this weekend with its postseason. Regional sites all over the place. SEC teams, nine SEC teams in the postseason. you got eight ACC teams. Arkansas, your number one seed. Knowlton, as well as our college baseball insider, Matt Hermans. They're all over the Razorbacks, thinking that they're going to be the ultimate national championship. Have Has your opinion changed since you announced that earlier this show? Nope. It has not changed. Okay. So he's going with the Woo Pig Sueys as a national championship. So these regionals are starting today. They continue starting on Saturday. They go all the way through Monday. They'll be all over some of your cable channels. Check it out. It's great baseball. It's in the South primarily with these regional sites. And it's just a beautiful thing to see. Some of these places, if you tune in this weekend, they're going to have over 10,000 people in attendance at some of these sites. And some of the sites like Ruston, Louisiana. We don't talk about the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs all that often. But they're going to have a wonderful crowd there. And they've got a wonderful regional taking place there in Lincoln Parish. They have a hard regional. They do have a hard regional. We already talked about I don't think they can get out. You don't think the home team can get out? I have Alabama or NC State getting out. Yeah, well... They got a lot of work to do in Ruston as La Tech with NC State, the Crimson Tide, and Ryder. You think Ryder can win that regional? No. They're going to ride in and try to upset everybody. That's just the one regional. They're you not got. like Oral Roberts at basketball. No, maybe not. But you've got a lot of teams with a lot to play for. Even the Knoxville regional. Yeah, number one in that regional is Tennessee, but Duke comes in there with a big winning streak. Duke won the ACC championship for they did? their tournament. Yeah. They, they, barely were on the fence to get into the regionals and here they're the number two seed in knoxville so they're in now because they won the acc tournament yeah they won the, that's the only reason that's i can't prove it but that's a big reason why the blue devils did get in 
And then you got LSU. Again, Paul Maneri, this is his final season. LSU, He's a, he's LSU. LSU, long, skinny, and ugly. LSU will be playing out in Oregon. And this is Paul Maneri, their coach's final season. He's announced that he's going to be stepping aside. So there's a coaching search underway at Alex Box Stadium. And LSU heads all the way out to the left coast to take on Oregon, Gonzaga, and Central Connecticut State. And that lineup. I, I thought I thought UCLA's going there, too. No, UCLA is not in that region. I believe UCLA might be in the Arizona regional or Lubbock regional, maybe? Lubbock, Lubbock. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think they're in the Lubbock yes. Regional. There's 64 teams. It's kind of hard to keep up. Did you watch the announcement of the college baseball postseason Monday? You weren't watching that live? But I, I thought they have it on Sunday. No, selection it's on Monday. Sunday. No, Selection Monday for college yeah. baseball. And they do that because a lot of these tournaments go on throughout the day on Sunday. So they get together on Monday and announce. <laughs> Lubbock Regional's got the Red Raiders, UCLA, UNC, and the Army Black Knights. There in West Texas for the Lubbock that, Regional. So that's th- a little weird. The Army's four. Yeah, Army's four, but they're they're excited and they got a chance. They, I remember seeing them play in the Raleigh Regional a few years ago and they got some wins. So, hey, that's college baseball. It's going on this weekend. Everybody, give it a chance. If you haven't tuned in college baseball lately, please do so. And also going on this weekend is the women's softball college World Series. So that is who's an- in it. The amount of teams in there, several from the South. You got Oklahoma, James Madison. James Madison actually shocked Oklahoma on Thursday. Yeah, and but I thought that was only the first round. It was first game that the OU still in it, but James Madison moves on to the winner's bracket. Georgia's in it. Oklahoma State's in it. Oklahoma State defeated Georgia on Thursday. Alabama's in it. They defeated Arizona. FSU and Florida, or rather FSU and UCLA are the other teams in it, and they played late on Thursday, I don't have the final on that one quite yet, but uh, we wish the Seminoles the best since they represent the South in the Women's CSA. Softball World Series. So that, what? Yeah. CSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ACC, too. That is what's going on in sports here to get this third hour of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent underway. What's up next? The summer bucket list for kids from HealthyHappyImpactful.com. Knowlton. I know he said he wasn't going to get his bucket list ready, but he's that's his homework assignment over no. these next couple of minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's back no. to school for you, big boy. This okay. Is ta- this is talk I with came a- out with it. All right. Talk with a Southern Accent returns after this. All right, everybody, join in. La 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 la. Why are you putting on Elmo? Wow, that's because uh, I heard it about five million times when a certain Knowlton was coming up. This is y'all talk with a Southern accent. We love our kids, and a lot of kids like Elmo, and you like Thomas the Tank or Tank Engine or Train or whatever it was called. You remember those days? 
Yeah, well, I remember them well, and also my pocketbook remembers them well. This is Talk with a Southern Accent. It is summertime, y'all, and it is time if you've got little ones, if you've got grandkids, maybe you got great-grandkids, time to hug them kids up because they have, in most cases, about two months of freedom. And, and yeah, and they're excited. and they're excited because summer is here and that's why today here i've got a sidekick it's my 11 year old boy nolton joining us here on y'all talk with a southern accent hopefully y'all don't mind having him come on once a year that's generally what we have him appear right when he gets out of school right when he finishes a grade and the summer arrives as a little bit of a reward a little bit of a celebration and it's quite fun for me frankly to have Nolt join me on the Y'all Show. And that's why he's here today. So bear with us. We don't normally have youngsters in here, but this is a little bit different. And it's also a time to recognize all the young kids for getting through another school year. And Nolt's ready for the summer to begin. I'm ready for the summer. We hope all y'all are ready for the summer. And because of that, we're going to go to healthyhappyimpactful.com. That's a website it's really got some good stuff. And they've got an article up, Nolt, called Summer Bucket List for Kids. And maybe that includes watching Elmo throughout the summer. That, that was not Elmo. That was a, a Nolte, Nolte, Nolte Mo. No, it was. La, 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 la. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you, that's okay. Hey, I, I'm surprised Elmo. you don't continue to sing that song as much as you, you and every other kid just about in today's world heard that song indoctrinated your way growing up but yes this website healthy happy impactful.com has a summer bucket list for kids and nolt you have already been taught we have a little bit of a, a learning going thunk. on here today you've been taught here thunk. you've already been thunk on what a bucket list is it's essentially coming up with some things you want to accomplish and so a summer bucket list for kids so i gave you a homework assignment and you had to do some thunking, and you had to come up with a few things that you want to accomplish here in summer 2021. So everybody, Nolt, sit right there up. I've told you a hundred times, one of my bucket, okay. bucket lists is for you to talk right into that microphone like you're supposed to. I've been. Okay. Tell me your bucket list. What do you want to accomplish over these next two months? Swim, not let it get over. Okay. Swim what? Swim and not let not let the summer end. Okay. <laughs> Those are pretty good goals i like that one of them i know doesn't cost very much and the other one's not gonna cost me i don't have a swimming pool so we'll just go swim in somebody else's pool have you ever swam in a pond or lake yeah have you smith lake you swam in smith lake that's in alabama right sweet home Alabama. yep yep that's where that is so was that a pretty lake were you scared any sharks it's, gonna get you there it's a pretty lake Okay, Smith Lake, Alabama. Shout out to Smith Lake. Yeah, you went yeah. there and you have, I guess, not been in a pond yet. You haven't really checked off your southern credentials until you've been in a pond swimming. I've been in a creek before trying I've, to swim. You can't really swim in a creek too good, but you can go. I've gotten in my creek and walked in it barefoot. Your creek is nothing more than a mud puddle. It is not. The t- whenever it doesn't rain but when it rains it's actually a creek okay well you've been in there is it could you go swimming in it no it's not uh, that big 
like I said, it's a mud puddle. Well, according to this website, healthyhappyandfactful.com, they've got a summer bucket list for kids. And so let's compare what they say to what Knowlton's thinking. All right? So let's go there and find out what some of the good bucket list items for a kid could be this summer. One, take a family photo and have it framed. You don't like that bucket list item? You don't want a picture of you and I together? I already got one. Ah, okay. It's not recent. Number two on this is make a home theater or indoor fort in your home and have a movie day. How would you like to have your own theater at home? Mm, I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good idea. I know this one's something I wish you would do. Make journals or start a summer journal. Do you know what a journal is? Yeah, it's like a kind of like a book. Yeah, kind of like a book, kind of like a diary, but I don't think boys like to have diaries. But you could start a summer journal. You could start it today, talking about how you and your old daddy sat in and talked for three hours on the Y'all Show. That'd be a good one. Up next, according to HealthyHappyImpactful.com for kitties this summer, participate. Oh, I love this one. Participate in a fun reading program. No. You don't like that idea? No. What what are you going to do? Sit here all summer, swim, and then... When you get a chance to play video games the rest of the summer, is that your plan? Uh, I heard it. Well, I'm gonna start that wiffle ball. Oh yeah, we'll talk. That should that should be on your bucket list. We'll come back to that. He's talking about starting his own wiffle ball league, making a time capsule. You know what that is? No. A time no. capsule is kind of like a message in a bottle, except it's a bigger deal, and you can put all kinds of stuff in there, like. What would you like to put in a time capsule here in 2021 that you might open up when you're 40 years old and say, gosh, I remember that. That was so cool. Some people in time capsules put in a newspaper of the day. They put in perhaps things like Coke bottles. What would you put in a time capsule that you wouldn't look at again for 25 years? Uh, Coronavirus. (laughs) That's a good one. I don't think we want to bring it back in 25 years, though. So that is a fun option, making a time capsule. Do Home Depot crafts. They are still giving them out even though classes have been canceled. So I didn't realize Home Depot has crafts they are giving out, but according to this website, they are. Also, another idea from this website, healthyhappyimpactful.com, is to try a fun science project. Have you done a science project in school? Yes. What did you do? Like, we did a couple of stuff, like planets and planets? other stuff. Okay. Do you know how many planets there are? Eight. you know what they are? Uh, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Saturn. Wait, no, no, no. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. Okay. I guess you got them all there. Did you say Pluto? Is Pluto a planet? No. Okay. Not anymore. Oh, it's not? They took it off the list? Yeah. I thought I remember hearing that. It's too small. Uh, Okay. Thank you, doctor. Also, as a healthy, happy, impactful.com from this bucket list from that site, make a friendship bracelet. Now, that sounds exactly what I think. That sounds like a girly thing. Yeah, it could be. It kind of is. Now, how about this one? You and I together and this might be more fun for you than me they suggest as a bucket list for kids this summer do a family puzzle mm, i'm not the, very good at puzzles well, i'm not either i don't have enough patience 
They say also as a bucket list for the summer, throw out the slip and slide or baby pool. Have you done a slip and slide lately? Uh, not lately. I'm scared of those things. I'm scared of them because I'm scared of myself. I think I could really break a couple of bones when I go Aww. jumping on the thing. But those things aren't really meant for people like me in their late 20s. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not in your late 20s. <laughs> Shut up. Zip it. You're, All right. you're 100. Okay, yeah, okay. Here's a good one. This would be very southern of you, Knowlton, if you did this bucket list. Make treats for neighbors. Uh, okay. Like do Rice Krispie treats. That's something I love to do in the summertime. Make treats and give them away to your neighbors. Be nice. Do you even know who your neighbors are? Do you know them by name? Not really. Not really, exactly. So you can go out and introduce them, say, hey, it's summertime. We've survived at least so far coronavirus. We've been meaning to be nice to you, but we've been cooped up here for over a year, and we've been acting like northerners, and it's time to act like southerners. Here's a couple of Rice Krispie treats we just made. Enjoy. Here's a good one. You and I can start this one right now. Have a pillow fight. Have you ever really had a good pillow fight? No. No, you haven't? Well, I mean, no. Well, we've got a couple pillows laying around. We'll get a pillow fight done. Pillow and fight. Yeah, pillow we'll fight. have a good pillow fight. summer start pillow with a pillow fight. fight. Learn pillow a new board fight. game. Do you have a favorite board game? No. No? Okay. I'm not a board game person myself. Also, this one ought to be something to kill a little time. Paint rocks. Get some rocks and paint them. Maybe. Why? I don't know, but according to this website, it's a way to have a bucket list item for the summer of 2021. Also, you can make a sun catcher. Are you familiar with a sun catcher? I'm familiar with the moon catcher okay. or a nightmare catcher, whatever it's called. Oh, okay. Dream catcher? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Well, they, they say you can make a sun catcher. So that is an option. Here. What's that? Now, here's one. This is, again, from the website, HealthyHappyImpactful.com. I love this one. Hint, hint, hint. It's coming up soon. Plan an epic Father's Day. You know, I'm a father. I don't know if you knew that or not. And you need to be planning an epic Father's Day for me. Why? Because <laughs> it said so on this website. That's why. But it, it's not my dad. Yeah, okay. Well, do that. And then, <laughs> also, right around the corner from Father's Day, you got something called the 4th of July. So, according to this website healthyhappyimpactful.com you can engage in an amazing 4th of July here in the coming weeks so yeah all that you can go read there's a lot more they've got things like starting a pen pal making a bird feeder is a bucket list for kids this summer so grandmamas and granddaddies and mamas and daddies and godmothers godparents maybe write down some of these things and try to get your young kid away from video games video games are bad let me hear you say it, Nolt. Why? I saw a thing that said once. They Talk like an adult. That said they can help sometimes. <laughs> okay. If uh, they use big words or something. Oh, like that. a big word video game? Big word. Well, you tell me where a big word video game is, and I'll, I'll be very happy to get it for you. But until then, no more carnage, no more wasting time on sports video games. It's all about reading books. But you can get money. Oh well, then I'm okay. They with have tournaments. Oh, then that's stuff. perfectly fine. You can you can you can play all the video games you want if you can get a little money. Knowlton, everybody, that's what he and his fellow kids can do as bucket list items here for the summer. Again, his bucket list is to swim and extend the summer as long as possible. 
and we wish him well on those two items for his summer 2021. As for me, my bucket list, I'm not a kid. I just want to have a great summer, and I want to have as great summer as much as I can with this boy right here today, Knowlton Rawl. Everybody, stay tuned. When we come back, we have a quick look at some headlines. Before the hour is up, we've got a look at some of the festivals going on around the South. Bye-bye. La-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. That ring, Elmo. All right, I will. Y'all talk with the Southern Egg comes up right after this. Got a few minutes left here on Talk About the South with your host, General John Rawl, CSA, Certified Southern American. We've got the little General, Knowlton, here, a Certified Southern American. Yay. Are you okay with that title? Yay. All right. And we're wrapping up the Y'all Show here. We've got a few minutes left, 803-816-1170. If you want to come on aboard and share your thoughts, maybe you're a kid out there that says, hey, Nolton, you did a terrible job. You're fired. Uh, we welcome that. 803-81. I welcome it at least. 803-816-1170. Yeah. Or they can call and say, man, I like that kid. He's going places. Hey, let's tell you what's going on across the southeast before we get out of here today. Nolton, I know you love alligators. How about this story coming to us from Florida? An alligator. Go Gators. Go Gators. Chomp, chomp. An alligator, a real-life alligator, not Albert has bitten down on a diver's head in Florida, the victor, the victim suffering serious injuries to his skull. But how could you... Wow. Uh, I mean, diving itself is scary. Diving in Florida would be scary. And here so we, he landed on the gator? I don't know how it happened. This man near Sarasota was diving for shark teeth. When he came up for air, he was attacked by an alligator. The gator bit down on the skull, and it fractured his skull. Jeffrey Heim has escaped the animal's clutches after getting attacked during this free diving trip in the Mayaka River in Florida. As I said, he was looking for shark teeth, and instead of getting shark teeth front and center, he got a big old alligator's teeth right on top of his head. Makes you think twice about going out into the rivers of Florida and looking for shark teeth, huh? Yeah, I think so. Are gators in Mississippi? Yeah, gators are in Mississippi. They're in Tennessee. They're in Kentucky. They're in Arkansas. But they're not. There's not as much as in Florida, right? I haven't gone out and counted. <laughs> there might be more I alligators. In Florida, you might. I thought in Florida you see like a gator every uh, until day. Until I'm proven incorrect, I'm going to say there's more alligators in Kentucky than in Florida. And somebody can come in and give me the actual number and i will change my tune but until that happens i'm going to say kentucky has more alligators than florida so all i'm saying is 
tread lightly when you're in the waters of the south. You just might run up upon a big gator. And also, why is there so many gators like on golf, but they don't attack? Uh, they're just lazy gators. I don't know. You know what today is? It's not Gator Day. Today is National Donut Day. And if you get to a Krispy Kreme or Dunkin' Donut near you, there's a darn good chance you could get free donuts here on National Donut Day. Are you a big fan of donuts? Yes. Yes, you are. I know. Because actually, tell the story. You and I, the last time we had a donut together, we had a little. I lost a tooth. Yeah, he lost his tooth in a donut, and it was a fresh donut. I don't understand how a you could yummy, lose yummy donut. a donut. But yeah, it's June Fourth, National Donut Day, in a lot of places. And there's a. And it's my grandma's birthday. Oh, today is. Yeah, I better text her. Oh, Granny's having a birthday? You better call Granny when we get off the show. You don't call her now. You're working for me today. So happy National Donut Day today across the southeast. And we've got some good donut places, some even with Southern Connections, a place called Krispy Kreme out of North Carolina. And now we talked about here earlier this hour about Bucket List. And I gave you a little bit of a tease if you were listening up. Let's go to Columbia, Tennessee, Murray County. And there you have 99-year-old Lydia Gross. She resides at the Poplar Estate Senior Community Living Center in Columbia. And she's got a bucket list. And that bucket list includes flying. It includes piloting an airplane. And you know what she's going to do Saturday? She is going to learn. She's going to have her first flying lesson at 99 years old. Wow. Lydia Gross in Columbia, Tennessee. As part of her bucket list, it, it, Miss, Mrs. Gross has one heck of a plan. In fact, this week she suited up in her 1930s pilot gear, and she wasn't even born in the 30s. She was born in the 20s. She's 99 years young, and she's going to take a flying lesson, and somehow before she turns 100, maybe she'll get that pilot's license, and she will be flying around Middle Tennessee Way to go, Lydia Gross of Columbia, Tennessee. A really touching, feel-good story to wrap up a good week of y'all here talking about the South. We will come back after this break. We'll tell you where some festivals around the Southland are going on here this weekend. It's John and Knowlton. It's Rawl and Rawl. Talk all about y'all. Stay tuned. We'll close this thing out after this break.
right. Thank you, Miss Patty. This is y'all. We're wrapping up another week here in our final segment. Want to thank our co-host here on this special edition of our Friday y'all, Knowlton Rawl, filling in here for me, doing a good job filling in the gaps. Thank you, sir. You did a darn good job. His reward for wrapping up his fifth grade year, having a couple months off, and then it's right back before you know it, Nolt, into sixth grade. Congratulations. Yay. And he is speechless here. I tell you what, if you want to not be so speechless, you need to get around to the south here this weekend, Nolt, and everybody else out there. It is a chance to attend some really, really great festivals across the southeast. Okay. We, we got in Porter Wagner's hometown. You ever heard of Porter Wagner? Nope. Well, he might have heard of. He might not have heard of you. He just heard of that lady singing just a second ago there, Miss Patty Loveless. Porter Wagner's hometown, West Plains, Missouri. This weekend has Mizzou. the Mule Jump competition taking place in West Plains, Missouri, kind of on the southern end of the state, and that is going on this very weekend. In North Carolina, in Plymouth, to be specific, that is in the western portion of North Carolina. I know you'll love this one. It's the North Carolina Black Bear Festival taking place this weekend. And they've got, yeah, they got a lot of stuff going on in this event, which is listed often as the event of the year in the Tar Hill State. Let me, I went through the menu the other day. Here are some of the activities at this festival of black bears. They've got a lot of concerts. They got Paige King Johnson performing there, pontoon boat rides on the river. And then they've got a celebration all day on Saturday. They've got Black Bear Bear Tours there in Plymouth, North Carolina. Bear Necessities Paddle. You can go on the Conaby Creek and maybe a bear will pop up and see you. They even have, just for you, Knowlton, a baby bear dress-up contest. All in Plymouth, North Carolina this weekend at the Black Bear Festival. This weekend in Virginia Beach, it's the Virginia Beach Taco Festival. What's the magic word? Taco, taco. That's right. Mountain Fling taking place in Hiawassee, Georgia this weekend at the Georgia Mountain Fair. That is a great place right along the North Carolina border in North Georgia. And it has festivals or it has musicians coming to it. And it will be a musician-heavy place all summer long, the Georgia Mountain Fair at Hiawassee. This weekend, it's Mountain Fling taking place. And those are just some of the many great options here this weekend. Reminder. In other places this weekend in the South, you've got in Harlan, Kentucky, the Poke Salad Festival, the Blueberry Mm -hmm. Festival. In Wellborn, Florida, Mena, Arkansas has got the Lum and Abner Festival going on. The North Alabama African Heritage Festival taking place in Tuscumbia. In Walterboro, South Carolina, they've got the Rice Festival taking place this weekend. Rice. And, of course, in Biloxi, home of the Biloxi Shuckers, this weekend it's the 2021 South Mississippi Summer Fair. And that is a full lineup of fun activities around the Southland for you to enjoy this weekend. Knowlton Rawl, thank you so much for sitting in with us. We've had a ball. We'll see you back here next year when you get ready for seventh grade. That's all, y'all. All All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. You've been listening to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We'll see you back here Monday.